Hi, and welcome to the Reiki from the Farm podcast brought to you by me, Pam Allen LeBlanc from Hiddenbrook Farm. I am a scientist, a businesswoman, and a licensed Reiki master teacher with the International Center for Reiki Training. Each week in this podcast, you'll be entertained as you learn about a wide variety of relevant Reiki topics, helping you become a more knowledgeable and effective Reiki practitioner. We caution you, though, this podcast may also dramatically improve your life, and we are so happy that you're here. Hi, everyone. On this week's podcast, I am talking to Jennifer Taylor. She is a Holy Fire Karuna Reiki Master Teacher, an Animal Reiki Master Teacher, and a Sound Healer, and someone that I've had the privilege of working with. And in the course of our discussions, we really got into a pretty in-depth conversation around spirit attachments. So that's what we're here to talk with you about today. Thanks for being here, Jennifer. Oh, it is my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Before we get too far, I just want to let you know about a few things going on at the farm. If you hadn't, if you missed last week's podcast and hadn't already heard, the Reiki business book has launched. So I will include a link to for you to pick it up in the um in the notes of the podcast, go ahead over there and it'll take you right over. And if you can leave a review, if you do wind up getting the Reiki business book um, and you can leave a review, I'd really appreciate it. Jennifer's actually got one of the success stories featured in the Reiki business book. I'm happy to, to mention, to announce. The other things that we have coming up is that we have some classes coming up right away that are both online and in person. So if you've ever wanted to study at the farm, come and join us. I've got Reiki level one and two in masters, which of course, um, as a licensed teacher, those count toward professional membership of the ICRT Reiki Membership Association. I've also got ICRT Animal Reiki level one and two in masters, which is a course that I uh, co-wrote and helped to create with Colleen Benelli, Sue Strong, and Robin Benelli. And I've also got an animal communication class coming up in June, and uh, I don't teach that class very often, so if that's something you're interested in, join us. So you can join us either in person here at the farm or online, and those are all in the Atlantic time zone. And I also want to let you know that in July I have an online class that is available in an Asian and European friendly time zone. For Asian students, it will be available in the evenings from 5 p.m. until midnight for a lot of regions of Asia. And for European students, it's going to be a normal morning class. There is an extra day added to those classes because they are a little shorter um, in order to accommodate the time zones. So go ahead and join us for those seven days of classes if you wish, and those also count toward professional membership with the Reiki Membership Association. And finally, as a little as a big announcement, I will have some classes coming up in July and possibly again in August or early September on Campobello Island. My husband and I just bought a place there and these will be animal Reiki classes. 
And in between the level one and two and master class, we will actually be taking a boat out and going and doing some Reiki with the whales and the porpoises and the sea creatures. And this island is so special. There is a wonderful golf course. There's the International Park, a provincial park. The International Park is Roosevelt's Cottage and Eleanor and why can't I think of <laughs> Franklin and Eleanor Roosevelt's Cottage, which is quite lovely. There's a game preserve. There's hiking trails. There's so much. Um, to recommend this island, that it's something that you can bring your family and have a vacation. They can have a vacation while you do your Reiki classes if you'd like. So it's a bit of a destination class. I hope you'll join us. Jennifer, you that was long. You've probably got <laughs> some great classes coming up. Can you tell us about those and where you are located? Sure. I am in uh, Virginia in the United States on the East Coast. And so I'm in the Eastern time zone. I have classes, all basically all of the levels of Holy Fire Reiki. I have Holy Fire Reiki 1 and 2 coming up uh, May 20th and 21st. Animal Reiki 1 and 2 May 27th and 28th. And um, also Reiki Master and Animal Reiki Master coming up in June and July. And then we have Karuna Reiki coming up. So I have a steady series of classes um, offered throughout the year and my husband and I also offer you know private Reiki sessions and also a joint Reiki session with Reiki and sound healing where the two of us work with you and bring in and use the sound to help to amplify the energy which is really amazing mm. and periodically we'll have events on there too that you can look at that are free where we will have like free sound healing and reiki events that you can come to and learn a little bit about those things and receive really wonderful experience as well i love that and are those classes online or in person they're online they're online perfect Thank you, Jennifer. Before we go too much further, I just wonder if we can begin in an invocation. And I'm going to start, but Jennifer is going to lead us in it. I'm just going to get us started today. So I'm just going to invite everybody to close your eyes, take a deep breath, and bring your hands together in gasho. And breathe. I'm taking a deep breath and holding it for the count of seven. and releasing it for the count of seven. And activating your Reiki energy. Just allowing it to flow through you and around you and identifying if there are any entities or spirit attachments in your field or in your home or in your workplace that may need to be released today. And if they do, we invite the enlightened beings, the divine ones, and the Reiki energy to work together to clear those for you. And we invite the Reiki energy to activate each and every chakra as these clear. So that you can listen with your full attention, with Reiki flowing receiving maximum benefit and healing today from our session. And Jennifer, I wonder if you'd take it from there. Divine light of Reiki, 
fill this space and the space and our hearts of all those who hear these words. Archangel Michael, White Eagle, and all divine beings of God's love and light, third heaven or higher, we welcome you and invite you to create a safe and sacred space in which we may connect, share, and grow in the light. Open our hearts that we may allow new ideas and perspectives to expand our thinking and awareness and open new doorways to healing. Guide our thoughts, words, and actions that we may be as a hollow reed and allow your messages of grace, forgiveness, love, and hope to flow freely through us to those whose hearts are most in need of this gift. Jennifer, that was beautiful. Thank you. And we just invite the parts of you or your space or your workplace, wherever there was releasing happening. We invite those parts to receive healing now and to heal completely so that they are taken to the third heaven or higher. Ahomatakweawasan. Namaste and Amen. Mm. That was hauntingly beautiful. I thank you for including that. I know that you were probably a little bit um, shy to do that today, or I, I know you were because you mentioned it earlier. <laughs> But thank you for doing it anyway, for pushing through that. Thank you. I felt very called and led today. I was told in many ways, you, you must use your voice and more than just speaking. And so I, I listen. Why. Yeah, I can see why I could see it just shaking energies loose for all of us. So thank you. Jennifer, talking about spirit attachments today, and in fact, we're going to be talking about spirit attachments and mental health, but... Tell me a little bit about spirit attachments. That's something that I've long been aware of, and I guess you and I discussed it, and I'm aware that there are some people that draw the spirit attachments to them more than others, and you had a term for it, mediums of transit. I just could see that some of us, including myself, have a light that tend to draw the, the spirit attachments. How did you become aware of them? I've become 
uh, aware of spirit attachments and things like that through a lot of different experiences in my life as a parent, especially, and noticing my one of or some of my daughters. Um, one in, a, in particular started speaking of them from the time that she was really young, mm-hmm. and I was. I knew that she was telling the truth. I believed her on on every level, and yet I didn't know what to do with it. She would, at four, she would describe beings that were in her room and scenes that she was seeing that she couldn't possibly know and understand from her level and her experience. And scenes of, we lived in a civil and revolutionary war area, and like just scenes of, of beings going by and things, and then she would, she knew things, and so... She really educated me a lot about them, but I didn't know specifically what they were. I knew that they were disembodied and I knew that they were real, but I didn't know anything about how they operated. And it wasn't until Reiki and master class and then really the Karuna class with William that really brought it home in a from a place of love and it helped me to see it them the way that she saw them and she would say they come to me and because I was at one point I was like because they were it was very it was a became a torment for her and I I would said you know why don't you just tell them to go away tell them you're a kid you can't help them she said no I can they come to me because of my light and they want me to send them to the light and I can but there's too many of them and I can't keep up and it's overwhelming and that was the only time I'd ever heard of anything like that. And then with William and William talking about the light and this way of healing spirit attachments and, and helping them go into the light and heal. And then I worked with a man and tremendous light worker named Jonathan Goldman through the Essential Light Institute. And he really educated me on a really clear basis of that there are people who are called mediums that he calls mediums of transport. Part of our our purpose on earth and their purpose on earth is to be that light and their light is especially strong and they tend to attract those beings and especially when they're, they have not experienced a lot of trauma and they're in a really balanced whole place, they tend to know instinctively how to and but then others like with my daughter it can be too much and she also had so much trauma and so many tears she wasn't able to set clear boundaries but all of my daughters have experienced that and especially the her daughter who was you know born to us biologically and did not experience all of the traumas I notice we'll talk about but she calls them her worries and another family member who's a, a child had, would talk about him say my mind tells me these things and I notice they're talking about things in as something outside of themselves, telling them Third these person. negative things. And that was a sign to me that I, I think these are spirit attachments. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm aware of that. And in fact, it's it became a big part of my practice. And yet I know myself personally, and a lot of people are pretty frightened of these energies at first. And they're intimidating, they're overwhelming. And we've all watched movies like The Exorcist and Amityville Horror and all of these horror shows that give us this certain impression of what these energies are. And the from having worked doing spirit release for years and even getting brave enough to talk about it on podcasts and, and 
online forums and stuff, which did, I did find took a bit of, of courage. But I knew that it was, they were energies that I was very aware of. And also I wound up having a lot of students in my class who were these mediums of transport that you talk about. And I didn't know the term. I hadn't been formally educated. I could just see the energy and I saw that that some of my students, like myself, we just had this blue light circling almost like an airport light that would say, hey, spirits, land here. I have the ability to help you. And and this is below our level of awareness, like um, until you really learn to, to dive in and listen to it with Reiki. You just know that like I was always agitated and and stressed and a little bit overwhelmed because this was something that there was some part of me that just knew how to deal with this. And I, knowing what I know now and seeing the people that I see, I was very fortunate because I only ever usually had 10 or 15 around at any given point in time. But I've seen a lot stronger people than myself who have hundreds and even thousands of these energies around and it can get overwhelming. Now it really caused, created a serious impact for one of your daughters. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, the daughter that I spoke of that started talking about these things when she was four, she started out, she was, had experienced extreme trauma. We adopted her from foster care at a very young age, but prior to that, both in utero and as an infant, experienced extreme trauma, like stuff you only read about in textbooks. And that, I believe, had created a lot of tears in her aura. And so it made her particularly vulnerable and unable to regulate her just in general and regular everyday kinds of situations. And then they took advantage of that. And so she, she went from just observing and reporting to interacting directly with them. And for her, she is extremely psychic and for her she sees them as clearly as she sees me in the room with her and there were thousands of them and it just grew and grew until by the age of eight there were thousands of them talking to her and bombarding her at all times and it was completely overwhelming and along with a lot of other issues that she had based on her upbringing and traumatic attachments and all sorts of things she was pretty much in a state where she was constantly bombarded and then being told do this told to do bad things by the and, by but the... didn't want to by the beings and so at this point we had been years and years of weekly play therapy occupational therapy psychiatry medication everything and the, according to the medical world she was experiencing auditory and visual command hallucinations and she was evaluated by many people who were very highly knowledgeable in this area and were found to have what they considered true hallucinations. And so we were caught in this place between knowing that there was something to this, knowing that this was real, but also being told this is her mind. This is just, she's heard the trauma has created these images in her mind and she can't sort them out. And yet when we heard her talk about them and we heard the clarity with which she could speak about that when she really couldn't speak about anything else with that level of clarity, we knew that they had to be true, but we didn't know anything. We, we didn't have any resources. We tried everything we could think of, but it had become so overwhelming that she ended up not being able to stay safe in the home, no matter what we did. 
and had to spend two and a half years in residential treatment just to stay safe. And even though we knew there was so much more to this than we could identify, we had to focus on the basic, say, physical safety in in order to do it. And so after two and a half years, she was still really not any better, but the system said, she's fine, here you go. And we were really forced into we have to find something. And through a circuitous route found Reiki and other light healers. And through what I thought was healing my horse through, through coming through learning Reiki became healing my daughter. Yeah. Well, a lot of horses bring us to Reiki for reasons like that, Jennifer. They're very much aligned with our spiritual purpose, I think, in that way. But I didn't have the trauma, and it was still a burden, just with the 15, and sometimes 20 or 30, but just with the energies around me, I just, my heart goes out to your daughter, not having the tools. And of course, she she couldn't manage that. And I think that so many times, not always, but I think there are times when mental illness is diagnosed for very sensitive people who are able to see what the rest of us don't necessarily see. And of course, one of the other things I want to mention is that I guess I've been doing spirit release work for almost 10 years now. And one of the things that I've noticed about it is that there most of the spirits that we release and help people with are either benign or benevolent they most of them don't intend to cause harm however their mere presence does cause some harm because they do drain energy they they need a source of energy and so whoever they're connected with they do drain our energy but I do know that a lot of people can be very frightened and think they're evil. I will say probably maybe up to 5% are real little stinkers. 5% are troublemakers. Like they are the ones that would be in trouble in school and they do intend to cause trouble. But that isn't the majority of them. The major And even the troublemakers, they're primarily confused. And one of the things that I was so grateful for um, when I first learned Holy Fire, I was already a Karuna Reiki master at that point, and I'd been teaching and practicing Reiki. And I had, through another Reiki teacher, I was using another form of spirit release work. And it wasn't, it was effective, but it would drain your personal energy. And so I would go ahead and do it, but I, I must say I did it reluctantly because I knew that it was going to wipe me out for a couple of weeks anytime that I did this experience. But I am grateful that I did that for a few years because it taught me a lot about the spirit attachments and I lost my fear of them. And I was able to realize that most of them were just looking for a way home, a way out, and that Reiki approached them in a way with love and an intention for healing and with and, and not with judgment it, it approached them with a very high level of forgiveness and i when i say that i'm not even in, i'm not even intending to say that there is anything to forgive it's simply that forgiveness is a very powerful energy and it's one that's and divine forgiveness is a little different frequency or a lot different frequency than what we think of when we think of forgiveness but it is such a powerful 
energy with, through Reiki that it does provide the opportunities for these spirit attachments to get back to source. So when I picked up the my first Holy Fire Reiki manual in 2015, and I saw that William had this wonderful spirit release work, and it's part of our master teachings, I was so thankful because as soon as I read it, I could immediately see that it was going to be a more powerful and experience, and I could also see that and more effective, but I could also see that he he had it done, put together in such a way that it wasn't going to drain my personal energy. And so I was so thankful. I immediately started doing that and I noticed a tremendous difference in myself. And I was already in my Reiki classes, I was already talking about the other method just because it was so effective, even though it was draining. It was it still really helped my students, my clients, myself, my horses and and whatnot. Once we had that simpler method, I started realizing almost everybody has spirit attachments. It's very, I'm shocked when I have a client who doesn't have any spirit attachments because almost everybody has them. They're very common and they do drain us. They're that voice that says, yeah, you want to eat those potato chips or you want to, or, no, don't go to the gym, sit there on the couch. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I find the resistance when I recognize when I feel the resistance to something that I know is good for me, and that yeah. I know will raise my energy. I'm like, oh, I need to play that spirit attachment spirit release because it is it's that resistance to what you know will help you. Yes. But you just you're like, oh, or and somebody is, oh, why don't you exercise? Oh, why don't you exercise? <laughs> just that like prickly feeling of wait a minute, what is going on? And I, yes, I love how you put that. I couldn't agree more, Jennifer. And something, the spirit attachments are, can be many things. Like we we know that they can be uncrossed souls that didn't make it across. And we hear about demon energies and things like that. But essentially, they're any energy with a consciousness. And they can also be conditions or diseases. Like cancer has a specific consciousness within it. So it is a spirit attachment. Addictions have a consciousness in them. And people with addictions, you can actually do a spirit release for if they wish to. I find with addictions, it works. Here's one of the neat things about spirit release. It's something that when you're at the master level, when you learn this, this technique, this powerful technique, you don't necessarily have to tell people you're doing it. <laughs> Because if it would scare, frighten them or freak them out or make them feel bad about themselves, then, you know, we you don't tell people. It's actually something that we have a right to do because if we notice that there's an issue, because everyone has a right to be sovereign in their own body. And if, if you feel somebody would be comfortable, you can tell them about it. But with addictions, I usually like to have the person on the other end ask to release the addiction or else they just call it back. But it can be all of those things. And so just tell us a little bit more then, because here you are, you're at home with your daughter after she's been released from this program, but she's still struggling. She's not any better. So what happened for you guys? 
Yeah. And actually, before I get to that, a couple mm-hmm. of things came to me that I was like, I really need to, to put out there. And some of, one of it was the, and this actually ties into how I ended up doing these releases for my daughter is that once I learned to do this and I did learn it from initially from someone who had been doing other techniques and really had a fear and kind of passed that fear on to us as students of you got to get in there and wrestle things out as opposed to you just step back and call in the light. And when I learned to step back and call in the light, it like you said, it was a completely different experience. It was just be witness to and hold the space for that light. And I have a a friend who is, again, incredibly psychic and was describing the process. And so many of the spirits thought they were doing something good. Like they were on like on assignment and they took it very seriously. And so many times, like you said, there's so many different types and they're here for so many different reasons. Many of them are called, we call them to us by maybe being in a really stressful, traumatic situation and needing to close off our hearts to keep ourselves from being further hurt. And so there are beings that will come in and say, okay, we will lock down this heart and we will not let anybody in to hurt it. And at the time, they're serving a really valuable purpose. They're doing what we needed at the time. But then when we outgrow that situation and we're ready for to open that heart and we've learned new skills, they're not necessarily ready to leave. And so, yeah. you know, in a lot of these releases, she would describe to me, they're like, no, I can't, like, I can't leave. And the angels are like in, offering this healing and they're like, to me, but I can't leave. And there was some degree of negotiation with them of she doesn't need you now. Like this is, you have served your purpose and you can come and the joy that she would describe that they expressed of, and then apologizing on their way into the light. I can't tell you how many times I've had spirits apologizing saying, please tell her how sorry I am. I didn't mean to cause any harm. I was doing what I thought was best and what I was assigned to do. And it, it had really helped to bring so much understanding because even some of the ones that seem nasty and defensive about all of it, when they, when their hearts changed and when they agreed to go into the light, you recognize that they didn't think they were doing harm. And that brought it, that really helped a lot for me to take away some of that fear of they're either lost most of them are either, like you said, maybe 5% are like, it's fun to mess with you. But most of them, they're really, they're lost or confused and attracted to you from your, because of your light. Because and they just the light. don't know that there's a bigger light to go to and they don't know how to get there. And the Reiki comes in and provides that opportunity and they just go. And it's yeah. such a beautiful healing thing. And I think back to my daughter, I'm like, this is why she wouldn't tell them to go away. She had such compassion right. for them and could see they just need a leg up. They just need help. And staying in that place of the light. And I think that's where, because there is so much, there's so much in the media and there's so much out there that does produce fear. And there's a a wonderful thing about when we walk into a dark room at night, we don't run in there and try to banish the darkness. We flip on the light (laughs) and in the presence of the light, no, no darkness can abide. And I think when... I think of it in those terms, it helps me so much. Anytime I, I think of fear coming in or doubt or things like that, I just remind myself 
the light is what they really want anyway. The light is what we all want and need. I just need to bring in the light and connect to the light and everything lifts. Colleen Benelli talks about the fact that there are light bringers and light workers and warriors and we're not fighting with them. We're not warriors. We're simply bringing the light. And like you, with the way that I did it before, I interacted with them and negotiated with them. And in fact, that's what drained my energy. And so I love with what we learn with Holy Fire Reiki, we don't interact with them. And so we don't drain our energy. But because I did have a few years of interacting with them, I, I gained a tremendous amount of respect for them as well and completely lost the fear. And I had some similar experiences, Jennifer, like most of them, when I, with that method, I was mostly communicating with the client and, or the student. And I would explain these energies probably don't know that they're draining you, draining your energy and causing harm to you. And I would see them go, what? We're what? I had no idea. I thought I was helping. And and I too witnessed the joy when they released. And I will say, and I said 5% are little stinkers. I actually am hearing it's more like 2%. It's really a small percentage. They are stinkers though. And I have seen a few of them going kicking and screaming, but with the Holy Fire method, with the other method, they just wouldn't have left. There's nothing, because it was a negotiation. But with the Holy Fire method, they have to leave and they, they don't. And so I do see the odd one, not very many go kicking and screaming. And I think you're having a tantrum now, but when you realize where you're going, that you're going to the light, you will probably come around. And, uh, and whether they come around or not, and of course you hope that each of them chooses healing. You hope that they choose to heal and grow and be in the light, but they have free will just like we do. And so just like we can choose to continue with destructive habits that, and things that are not good for us, they can too. And so we have to honor and respect their free will in this process, which I know sounds a little odd. However, we don't have to honor and respect their free will to stay where, you know, where there is a no trespassing sign, where somebody is sovereign. So tell me a little bit then about your journey and, and where that took you with your daughter. Yeah, she was living at home. We were really in constant trauma, constant acute situations of wow. her constantly battling the, I don't want to do what they're telling me to do but if I don't I'm, I'm afraid of whatever things they would tell her and it, they would really manage they had they had such control of her because she allowed that she couldn't differentiate between what they could do and what they couldn't do and because of that they had a much more power than they would have I think in most people because right. if you can differentiate they can't they don't actually have bodies they can't do the things that they're telling you they can do and also her vibration was so low because of all the trauma she was really on basic existence level and i think that's also where she saw more of the stinkers than people generally would often um, when, so, a, when a few of the stinkers go in they call their friends and yeah and like she party. just had like a massive party of it and so i started learning reiki and really first started having healing sessions for myself and my energy then started to raise and i could get more clarity 
and I was going through the levels of Reiki and after master, I was like, I, I don't think I want to do any of that. And I almost didn't take Karuna because I knew that they talked about and they went over the spirit release again. And I was like, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm just no way. And of course, it's always the thing I'm never going to, I'm not going to do that. that I said like, I was never going to the biggest thing I do. <laughs> Exactly. Never going to teach, never going to write, never going to podcast. Exactly. So all the nevers we should really take uh, note of. But I did, I, I was so called to this. And so I, I took it and I told William in the class, I said, I'm really concerned about this. I'm fearful. And he talked about his perspective of we're, we're offering them healing and we just stay out of the way. And I think that process and that really stepping back from that battle and the battle mentality. And I heard the way that he used his voice in reading the script was so filled with love. He wasn't like, and then it was this, the holy fire Reiki flows through these spirits and it was so beautiful. Yeah. And I I felt that, and he, we had the recording from the class because it was online. And so afterwards, I and he was like, we all probably have a lot, everybody's carrying around stuff. And the more times you listen to it, the more clear you'll get. And so I finished the class and in true me fashion, laid there for an hour playing it over and over and over again. Because I was like, that's it. We're getting them all out. We definitely have a lot in common, Jennifer. Oh, yeah. It was like midnight. And I'm like, all right, we're clearing this stuff out. And I, I just felt so much more clear. And I was so much more aware of the light beings that were around me having so much cleared off. And I thought, and all of a sudden it was like my awareness and my level of sensitivity to all of it was really different. And I turned off the lights and I was walking down the hallway in the dark and I became aware of a spirit in front of me. And I was like, oh, this feels creepy. I don't like this. And I thought, no, this is my chance. I know I can do this. And this is different now. And I called in Jesus, which was also very not like me at the time. And I felt his presence next to me. And I was like, okay, you're going to help me through this. Help me do this. And it was this, I could, in this dark hallway, I could see the light. It was just amazing. And it happened to be right outside of my daughter's door. And I realized this is what she needs. That's what the bad guy, because she called them the bad guys. She'd always call them the bad guys. And I was like, that's what the bad guys are. They're not hallucinations. They're spirit attachments and this can do it. But I also knew it was like going from figuring out how to like, from like T-ball to the big leagues with her. And I was thinking, I am not ready. Like, I want to make sure I'm really ready for this. And I can go into it with such confidence and peace before I approach her. And so I did spirit releases on everybody I could think of and everybody I could find and every animal and with all of it got more and more, more and more experienced and more and more peaceful with it and did it for my Reiki share. And that was when I, I beautiful, talented friend was describing these processes. And it was like, okay, this is really, it really is what he says it is. And so I talked to my daughter and said, and we, and she had always known that we believed her, but we didn't really know or fully understand what anything was. And so I told her and I said, explain the situation and what I had learned. And she lit up, you know, she was, by that point, we had tried a lot of things. And so she was really skeptical that anything could ever make them go away. But when I explained what my friend had seen and what she had described, I said, let's just try it. Worst case scenario, we'll get some Reiki and it'll be okay. And yep. so she said, okay. And we sat down and 
just did the spirit release over and over and over and over. And it took a while because there were so many layers of them that yeah. it started at the outside and was started coming in. And for a while, she was like, I don't think anything's happening. But right. it was like once they cleared out the crowd from and started getting closer, she was like, oh, no, there's a lot. There's a lot going. And she was describing to me the whole process. And then it got down and the just super was lighter one just left like nothing and then when it got down to the real group of stinkers she was like i don't know but there's a lot of angels coming in and there's a lot of light but they were really putting up a fight and so she was concerned and i just kept saying we're just going to sit in the light and we're letting the angels do the work we're letting the light beings come in and it was i think the first time she had seen angels because with she all of her abilities, around, with that crowd around her, uh, yeah, she couldn't see them, and her vibration was so low, she really wasn't calibrated to where they were, and seeing them brought so much peace and so much light to her. And she was describing, and then at one point there was one particularly gnarly one that she was describing, and then she started giggling. And I was like, what are you, because she was like, his day looks so silly dancing in the light. And she said he had finally decided to go and was just dancing in the light. And she was just giggling. She was like, he looks so silly. And it was just amazing. I was like, wow, if the, the kind of nastiest of the nasties is in, goes into the light and is dancing in such a way it made her giggle. This is really powerful stuff. And we sat there and eventually she was like, they're all gone. Wow. And we just sat there and we're like, the bad guys were spirit attachments and they're all gone. And, and we just sat there in awe and shock and like, all right, is, is there some sort of other shoe gonna drop? What is it? And then we talked about what's life even like now? Like her, we had not experienced life like that probably ever. Even as a, a two-year-old and three-year-old, she was tormented, but we didn't know what it was. And her life from that point brightened. She still had all of the all of the issues from the trauma and all of the other things. But when you don't have thousands of beings that crowding every room and constantly bombarding you, you can focus on healing. You can focus on coping skills and light. And we started, I started facilitating conversations with the angels and light beings and she started being able to feel the difference in the vibration of the angels versus the others and we and jonathan is, is amazing in that and that he's with them by their vibration not by the appearance because they can make themselves look like anything and lots of the tricky ones like to dress up as angels and masquerade and no oh, i'm going to tell you this and but she could feel when she really started getting sensitive she could feel the difference in the vibrations of the high level beings and then could call them on it and be like, you're not an angel. We're going to do a spirit release. And so we <laughs> recorded a spirit release. I recorded at the time she didn't have Reiki. And so I recorded a spirit release and I said, play this all throughout the day. The second we're not going to tolerate, we know we don't have to live with them anymore. So the second one comes in, just play it on your iPod. And I turned the volume all the way down. So she didn't have to hear any of it, but it would do the energy was just coming through. And every now and then the a tricky one would come in and I would come in and I would need to do it live with her. But it, they always cleared. And the more it happened, the more you could see her starting to find joy and 
I don't know that we had ever really seen joy in her. And it just, it changed absolutely everything. That's so beautiful, Jennifer. My gosh. And I know that you wrote an article about this. You and I talked about this and I had encouraged you to write an article about it. And for those of you who are listening that want to hear a little bit more about this story. We'll talk about it a bit more, but if you want to read Jennifer's beautiful article, and it is beautiful, it will be in the next issue, the summer issue of the Reiki News Magazine. And I'll actually put a link. If you don't re- if you don't already get the Reiki News Magazine, I'll put a link so that you can subscribe in the podcast. Jennifer, one of the things you mentioned is one is I, I've so much about what you've said. It's just really resonating and. What I found is that a lot of those energies would attach when somebody was vulnerable. And so a lot of the people that had some of the more serious attachments that I had seen were people who were had experienced abuse or something like that in their lifetime so that they were very vulnerable. And I also noticed like people with addictions, that energy will call additional energy and, and that sort of thing. How's your daughter now? She is so much better. She has made progress that so many very skilled professionals said was never going to be possible, never, without that distraction. And then she has Reiki. And so she has gone through, she's been homeschooled since COVID. And we decided that part of her homeschool curriculum was going to be Reiki. And she was tutored by a, a licensed teacher who we just worked her way little bit by little bit, like classes, like during the week. And she's now a Reiki master and an animal Reiki master, and she's using Reiki on herself. And she touts Reiki as the thing that is really bringing about the most change in her life. She has something she can do to raise her energy. She's aware of her energy in different ways and will actually periodically on her own say, I'm going to go up, I need to clear some energies or I need to release some feelings. And she's accessing coping skills that, and I realized it really just now dawned on me, which is so funny that how I was saying that they're, they were all of uh, the attachments tend to be that resistance to help us with that resistance to the things that we wanted. And one of the things that was always so frustrating was that she would just never accept a coping skill. Like we had lists of coping skills mile long when she was angry and enraging. And we had all of these things that around for her to do. It's you can punch a pillow, you can squeeze this, you can do all these things, but she would not accept any of them. And now that they're clear, she's, I need a coping skill. I need, I'm going to need to go this, this, or I'm going to go do that, or I'm going to get a fidget or I'm going to, and she's, on her own initiating using these coping skills, which is something that just did not happen before. So she's the happiest she's ever been in her life. She's really, she's starting to look, she's 17 now, and she's looking towards, you know, some degree of independence and is looking at the world with a new lens through a lens of possibility and hope that just didn't exist before. And she'll make crystal grids and make a a crystal grid for a goal that she has or to help a friend who's sick or she has all these grids around and it it has absolutely transformed um, her life and And all of our lives. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Your whole family, because it's got to have been hard for you and your husband. It's got to have been hard for your other children. 
Yeah, it is. It, it was all consuming. It really controlled all of our lives. And I'm sure we were also walking around with tons of attachments, not knowing it either. The entire space was just you very get, chaotic. And you get them from proximity and attachments can attach to people, places, animals. So there's all kinds of ways that they can. And I think not always, but I do think that mental illness, I know that when I taught this, when I first started teaching this in one of my first classes, one of the women was just floored and her grown daughter, who was in her 30s at that point, had been bipolar her entire life. And she said, do you mean to tell me that may have been a spirit, that may be a spirit attachment? And I said, yes, there's a possibility that it is. And I said, it doesn't mean she will stop taking her medication or doing any of her counseling or, or psychotherapy, but it does mean that we can help possibly help her and my student actually contacted her daughter during the class on the lunch break and said is it okay if we try this for you and her daughter said yes please and so we actually when we came back after lunch we went ahead and it was a master class so we were learning to do it and so we went ahead and practiced it and she contacted her daughter and her daughter was in tears her daughter said mom the voices are gone. The voice, it was one voice for her. She goes, the voice is gone. And apparently, and she described it. She said, he was always yelling at me. He was big and, and he was always yelling at me. And she said, it's gone. And her daughter has just been able to go from there. And one other thing I wanted to mention, Jennifer, is that when we do teach it in our master classes, and you know this as well, not everybody is comfortable doing it. And so I always tell people it's there. This is a method that's there, but you don't have to use it. You can, it's one tool in your toolbox. It's a Phillips screwdriver, but if you want to use a flathead screwdriver and just apply Reiki or do use some other technique, you can, and you can still teach it. Even, and you can, as you teach it, you can say, I don't do this, but here's how it's done. And you can still teach it. It doesn't uh, prevent you from that. But listening to you, I realize, oh, probably the reason a lot of people don't want to, like, have some reluctance. Not a lot of people do a reluctance around the technique, but some do. And probably the reason is that there's some attachments going, don't do that technique. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And when she was really at her most impaired, she had a very strong resistance to talking about angels. We had bought this like angel coin and she was like, absolutely not. And I think they're calling, yeah, they're calling a lot of the shots in a way. Yeah. I think. Like they get involved enough to begin calling some of the shots. Yeah. And I think one of the things that's so freeing and has been really freeing for me in my personal life is that when I it's like when I hear myself saying things like that don't feel like me, Right. I realize where before I would beat myself up about it, like, how could I even say that in my own head? I don't right. think that about that person. I would never, then I recognize, oh, it's a spirit attachment and I'll play the, I'll just play the release and it's gone. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I think so much of it too, so much of what I think we beat ourselves up about or like the the having those potato chips and that just oh all right just have one more whatever it is there's so much it makes life so much easier to be able to move through and make the choices that are healthy and to feel better 
when we get rid of those things that are just, that are bothering us. And it's such an easy thing. Even like I have other friends who are Reiki practitioners who are not holy fire. And I have recorded the spirit releases and I've shared it with all of them. And they can play, you know, it's like they don't have to do it even if they did hold have holy fire, but they didn't want to be a part of the process because it was fearful, but they did recognize, I think something, something's getting me. Like I'm just so irritated. They can play it for themselves and experience the release, but without having to engage in the process, if that's not something that they're comfortable with. But I'm finding the more they do that, the more interested they are. And they're like, so we get that in holy fire, right? What level, what level could I do that in too? So yeah, like you said, there, there are ways of accessing even that without having to go there, if that just is something that you're just not comfortable with. And it it wasn't something I was comfortable with for a long time. I wasn't at first. And it it really, it really took getting in and doing the work and seeing the results. And see, and not just seeing the results for the person, but seeing the beautiful results for the spirits themselves as well, that really made an impact. And then for those people who do there are some people and people like your daughter and Jennifer you use the term medians of of transport and uh, I heard another term as well but I can't think of it right now and but for those people one of the things that was really neat when we were listening with animal Reiki to okay how do you know is there a different way to do spirit release with animal Reiki we heard yes and when with animal Reiki it actually takes this whole spirit release process to an even simpler procedure which is also very effective and I will say that you mentioned and I've noticed the same thing too it's very unusual to see people without these attachments I had somebody the other day in a session and I was like, well, that's strange. There's attachments in your house and with your family members, but there's none on you. And this person wasn't even a Reiki practitioner. I, was, I think it's the first person I've ever come across that didn't have any. <laughs> yeah, it's really more the exception. Yeah, when I find something, I'm like, I just went through an entire session and I was never called to do a, a spirit release. I'm like, wow. <laughs> very unusual. And because I typically, whether I talk about them or not, I typically do them with every I typically do them with every podcast for all of the people listening and well, there it's out now. I typically do them with every session that I do and that sort of thing. And I used to do spirit release on myself because I would attract them. And when you have a strong light, you attract them. And I have always been blessed with a strong light. And so I would do them on myself, for myself, my horses, my family, my dogs, my home, the land every day. I did a spirit release every day. Now I'm finding with animal Reiki, with the new method, it's even more effective. And I'm finding that I just, I go to sleep and just have it running every night. And, and it's quite beautiful. It's really helped with traumatized animals and things like that as well. So yeah, we've noticed that a lot with our, our animals, some of our aging animals that have bad hips and knees and things. My daughter will walk by the animals and say she has a bunch of, the dog has a bunch of spirits on her hip where it's been hurting and where she's been limping and will do the release. And sometimes it's interesting that animals will almost whimper a little bit and watch. If you see them watching them go, they're like, oh, okay, that's better. But I, it's really cool how many animals are like, yeah. You can just, you can see them like, yep, there they go. 
it is i find that too that the animals can see them and they do watch them and i know i have some in my animal communication sometimes i work with people who don't know anything about any of this and they'll say my cat is so stupid it just sits there and like watches the wall and looks around at the wall and i'm like your cat's not stupid it wants you to contact me so we can do a spirit release on your house for you <laughs> <laughs> we do a spirit release and the cat stops watching the wall but yeah it is fascinating jennifer what advice do you have for other parents and other people out there who have loved ones who are really struggling with this and i think i think so often when we look at things because even illness is has got a consciousness so this is connected with that addiction and mental illness and so many of the issues that we struggle with and i love how you said to even myself when i have these things roll through now i recognize it that those are not my authentic thoughts that i'm hearing something come in so what advice do you have for other parents who might or and who might find themselves in your situation or people that have loved ones that are struggling i, I think the first thing i would say is put on your own oxygen mask first it is hard being a caregiver it is even harder being the caregiver of someone who is experiencing some kind of mental illness or mental trauma or issues yeah. and when you are in a more stable place and a more whole place, you're in a place of greater clarity and a position to be that solid, that tree that's still that, you know, that others can come around, that you can hold the ground for the whole situation. And then in that state of clarity, just really listen, listen to the words that your loved one is, is saying, especially I've noticed with my kids, like I said, they'll say my, my worries told me to do this, or my mind was telling me to do this, or I heard whatever, or they'll maybe give it a name. But when that is a signal to me, a lot of times that there's something else and that they even recognize that it's not truly them that yep. wants this or they're, they're that's saying this, but they're battling against something else and having conversations with the people, just even if it has nothing, it turns out to have nothing to do with a spirit attachment, just being heard and having someone say, I believe you, I believe that you are seeing this or hearing this or experiencing this. Tell me what it's like. And just that experience in itself has healing value but in that you're likely to get a lot of a lot of information that can help to direct you in a certain direction like you said with a woman whose daughter said there was always this this voice telling me and shouting at me she might not have ever heard that from her daughter before bringing that up and so sometimes yeah she didn't know, you know no one thinks to even have a conversation because why would you think that there's somebody it's just not something that's in most of our wheelhouse or even you know, in our awareness. And so having a conversation with the person of what are you experiencing? What's it like? And listening to that and then reaching out to someone. Sometimes if you're having, and if you're a caregiver and you're in these states where there's just constant trauma and it's not, well, I'll just have the time to meditate and, and I can instantly go to that place. Having a Reiki session can be really helpful in yeah. bringing in a piece that you haven't been able to find for yourself and bringing in and calling in that clarity. And it's amazing how the answers start showing up. You know, ask the question, put it out there. I need help. I, I want to help find the answers for this loved one or for myself. Yeah. Help me to get there. 
And the energy that comes in in a Reiki session is super helpful for that. And there are so many types of, of light work that are good, that's good for that. A meditation, really helpful. But sometimes when I was in the midst of all of that, I, wouldn't, I couldn't have meditated for anything. There no. was too much clutter. And that's where the energy sessions, it was the first time in years that I had felt that lift. And so I really, really recommend getting the help for yourself first and then just following the path because a path will be laid out for you. I remember on the wall of the therapist that we practically lived at her office between the, the multiple children that we had adopted that we had there. And we would go there multiple times a week and on her wall, she had a plaque that said, where there is great love, there are always miracles. And I remember seeing that and thinking, that has to be true. That has to be true. Because I, there can't be, there is so much love and we can't have to live like this forever. And it was years before we found our miracle, but knowing a path will be laid out for you. Just keep going, keep putting one foot in front of the other and ask for what you need, ask the universe for what you need, ask others for what you need, because there are probably a lot of people around who are just dying to be allowed to help you. And then just follow the breadcrumbs. The path that led us to this healing was so circuitous, it, we never could have planned it out. But it's just that that article that you see, or the word, the billboard that you drive by that suddenly means something that means more to you than it ever has, or that it means to everyone else. You're just following and trusting that inner guidance because you will be guided and you are being guided and you're not alone. Thank you, Jennifer. That's beautiful. And I also applaud you and thank you for sharing your story so that maybe other people can get their breadcrumb trail that much sooner and maybe not have to go through the years and years of learning and trial and error that that you did. That mm. is absolutely my hope. I when Reiki told me I was going to write this article, I was like, yeah, I don't tell anybody. I don't tell people this. Like this isn't something that you just tell people, but Reiki was like, look at what it did. Look at what it did for your life, for your daughter's life and how many other people could benefit and knowing that I have information that could be that spark that let somebody know this could be it. If one person goes, oh my goodness, that's what this is and can find the relief that my daughter found and the relief that we've all found from it, then it, it's worth the you know, discomfort and fear of judgment of putting this kind of stuff out there because it is life-changing. It is, and I will include an article, uh, a link to the article that I wrote about spirit release and addictions in case anybody would like to check that out. And of course, I'll encourage everybody to get a subscription to the Reiki News Magazine so that they can see your full article when it's ready, Jennifer. And in terms of releases, I realize I've talked so much about playing the spirit release on the website under resources on my website, willowridgereiki.com. I will record one that is a spirit release. It will likely be called something like lifting negative energy, lifting low level vibrations. But somewhere in there, you'll get the sense that there's lifting, there's clearing. We'll include a link to it in the podcast because you'll have the link before the podcast goes live. 
Yes, wonderful, because I really want people to have instant access to this and be able to start feeling that that shift. You were thinking you'd like to lead us in a meditation today around this, and it's a little bit of a different meditation, but there is a spirit release underneath of it taking place, I believe, for anybody who's listening. Is that correct? Yes. So I have, and I realize that just having this discussion is difficult for a lot of people and it, it does bring up fears. And so I really wanted to round this out by calling in light and really having everyone fill themselves, fill their space and return to that space of the bright, brightly lit room and feeling the light because that's really what all of this is about. It's not about the attachments, it's about finding that light and expanding to where that's all that there is. And so in this, in this meditation or like healing experience, it's really about bringing in the light, expanding it. I have programmed into it a spirit release and also then bringing us into a state of being really grounded on earth and centered in our hearts and receiving light. And that's really an optimum place in my mind to leave any discussion, but to leave a discussion that that has this kind of weight to it. And just because I just felt a, a sense of responsibility for wanting to make sure that people really leave this filled and grounded and solid. Yeah, not feeling a little bit edgy or wiggly inside. So exactly. yeah, I appreciate that. Well, let's move into the meditation today then, Jennifer. We'll begin by taking a few deep breaths. We invite the divine guides of this work and the divine guides of each person listening that we may receive exactly the healing guidance clarity and support needed in this very moment and throughout our journey. We welcome the Holy Fire Reiki energy. We welcome the light. Invite the light of Reiki into your heart space. Close your eyes and see the light growing ever brighter, slowly expanding out in all directions. We invite this light of the holy fire to lift and clear all energies not part of the divine plan. We surrender all that is no longer serving us into the light and make space for clarity and healing with hearts overflowing with gratitude and peace. We bring our awareness to our connection with the earth, seeing ourselves as one with the very tree of life. We allow ourselves to mingle and stretch down with the roots of this tree, down into the earth, 
feeling the solid, stable foundation and aware of its deep nourishment. We feel our head and arms as one with the branches and canopy of the tree of life and breathe in deeply the light and life of the sun overhead. And the light of creation. The heart of creation is within us as we bring ourselves back into this physical body, grounded on earth, centered in the heart, and receiving light. Become aware of the air on your skin, the supportive structure beneath you, and bring your awareness to your breath. Wiggle your toes and fingers a bit and come back into this moment in time. Bring your awareness along with your state of clarity and peace back with you. As you open your eyes and come back, you are grounded on earth, centered in the heart and receiving light. May you go with many blessings and much peace. Namaste.
Namaste. Jennifer, I want to thank you for joining us here today. And to all of the listeners, thank you for being the beautiful light you are in the world. We hope that today's podcast has given you a little bit to think about and a better level of comfort with this whole process. So thank you so much, Jennifer, and thank you to the listeners. Until next week, namaste.